Welcome back to the show, Chris Demon, Travis Sorrell. It's We Are Live. Special guest joining in studio, Travis, from KMOV, it's Brooke Grimsley. Hello, Brooke. How are you? Hi. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris Davis was not available, so we got yeah. Brooke uh, in. She uh, honestly, stopped by. Yeah. You would want him to come on. <laughs> anyway. We were just talking about you guys went to the same college, and then you yeah. come to a, a crazy, uh, wild city like St. Louis, go to different stations, and you'll be enemies forever, right? Yes. Yeah. Forever and ever. Yeah. It was just so crazy because I mean Chris and I have known each other for so long we went to the old Middle Tennessee State University that together is. home of the Blue Raiders yeah Mizzou's very familiar with Middle yes, Tennessee. yes. <laughs> um, and so him and I took classes together and I mean as you guys know he's a fantastic journalist mm -hmm. and so it was always intimidating going against him and on assignments because he was just always I mean from early on he was able to tell a story so well yeah and I was so green and new into it and right. I was just like Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, how did you do that? Um, but I mean, he's he's fantastic, and now he's moving on. He's going back home to the gold. Is Nashville. that is, is that the, you see it in St. Louis? You see it in other markets and everything, and it's just human nature because you have a cool job that you get to go potentially if you're from a uh, a large metro, you get to go home to mm -hmm. news. Is that the goal for most uh, people in your position? Um, I think it changes throughout your lifetime. Yeah, you know, because mm -hmm. of course when you're younger and you know you you know, you aren't in a relationship or anything like that yet. You're like thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to ride this thing out. <laughs> right. You know, we're going to take it to the top, baby. Yeah. You know, like, LA, here we come. Yeah, yeah. LA, I'm going to have my own show. I'm going to be the next Oprah, you yeah, know, whatever right. like that. But, um, you know, once you get older and I've noticed it with myself as well, you start kind of have a little bit more realistic goals right. and, you know, you want to get back closer to your family. Right. And I think that's what was big for him. Um, and you know, I'll see how I feel eventually, but mm -hmm. I like moving around, honestly, yeah. you know, because it's just, you have to throw yourself into different situations and, you know, be uncomfortable and, you know, force yourself to get to know people. And I think that's really good yeah. to grow. It is. And it's important too, especially you cover sports, mm -hmm. right? And those jobs are few and far between. Oh, yeah. So the ability to be able to be flexible or to have knowledge in many different areas that's huge, right? I mean, you can't just be like, I only cover baseball in the southeastern United States, and that's <laughs> it. You have to be able to cover it all. Yeah, you do. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that especially I tell <clears throat> a lot of people nowadays, you know, college students who want to be sports broadcasters, mm -hmm. is you need to be as well-versed as possible. Right. I mean, of course, you're going to have your thing that you love the most. You know, actually, I love covering NFL but I knew I wasn't going to be able to do that coming here. I know that's a sore subject around no. here in St. Louis. <laughs> Say it like that, Dang. I know, I know she it's a sore like subject. Uh, you're probably too young, but uh, I guess we can just sit here and talk about that glorious Titans-Rams Super Bowl that we got to No, I remember it very ago. well because okay. I'm a Titans fan. I know. So it's, 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 I feel a little better about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the greatest show on turf here, and, you know, it's it's a little harder of a subject. <laughs> it's the three yards <laughs> short in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Tennessee. And I got to meet Mike Jones, actually. Yeah. So Who? you know he, Mike Jones. Who? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right, I'll there. give you that one. It was. Come if, on. If, it if was I need there. a little more coffee. Oh. I'm gonna <laughs> that right off the bat. Uh, and I hate it happened for you. I'm <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I don't. See, sorry, I'm a huge hip hop fan. Uh, you know, that was that was a throwback. That was first a yes, it was. <laughs> that was a big throwback. But yeah, when I got to meet Mike Jones, you know he's a head football coach over at SLU High. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to him, and at first it didn't register in my head who he was. And then we were talking, and I was like, 
Oh, no. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, no. I was like, you're that Mike Jones. Yeah. You're the one that just like crushed my Titans little dreams oh, when I was a little hilarious. girl. And I called my dad immediately. And I was what? like, you'll never believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following him now, dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. but that, was, that was like a fun little full circle moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Of yeah. all markets to come to. And then, of course, like you're doing sports here. So you run it. Yeah, that's a that's a very crazy I know if moment the, uh, in time for you. If the interview time changed in the middle of it there. Oh, yeah. uh, is your team yeah. any good? Yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, I was more just kind of starstruck than anything because oh, that damn. was just one of my first memories as like a little girl because yeah. my dad and I, I mean, we went to Titans games Did you really? all the time. My dad would paint his face. You know, he would wear the flame head. I don't know if you guys have seen the Titans fans yeah. wear that. I, I, don't, I don't think they do that as much anymore. But, I mean, we would go full into it. And I just remember that so vividly when it happened. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, of course, it was, we talked about it forever in yeah. Nashville. She, she talks about Titans game, or that Titans Super Bowl, like most people talk about losing their first pet. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's just, it was, it was horrible so memory. Close. <laughs> yes, it was. It was so close. And that well, was just such a great team. <clears throat> I mean, Eddie George, Steve McNair. That was a very I good mean, team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Frank Wycheck. Hey. <laughs> yeah. There were so many good players. And I, Bruce Matthews was on that team i believe right mm -hmm. yeah. i remember that team because for the longest time i was a buffalo bills fan oh. and let's just say i have some <laughs> issues with a certain play mm. that has become known as the music city miracle yes. so that's all yeah. So all of us in this room have an attachment mm -hmm. one way or another yes. to that <laughs> year of football. And that's exactly what I love about sports yes. in general is because it is, there's just so many memories associated with it. I mean, you can go back and connect with people in so many different ways just right. talking about something as small as this. I mean, that's what I love about it so much. What's the, what's the more, most challenging thing right now to, in regards to covering sports in 2020 uh, as far as, you know, trying to get the information out there as quickly as possible also trying to be as accurate as possible as well yeah. building those relationships with the people in the know without necessarily compromising too much of your journalistic integrity in the process what's the biggest challenge right now for for anyone covering sports especially here in st louis well i think you know you kind of you mentioned it right off the top there you know it's really hard because we have so much pressure nowadays as a sports journalist to be you want to be the first to tell right. something you want to have the exclusive you know you want to just tweet it right out right, right now but i always tell people like it's it's more important to be accurate and then have the full story than just being first right. which is kind of a battle because you have you know i'm not saying in particular here but you know there's stations and you know your bosses say well you know we want you to tweet it first we want it now and stuff like that but i've seen that backfire and i'm mm. sure you guys have as well yeah, for so many people and so I, I prefer to be more accurate than first anything. And that's, I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of sports journalists to juggle is because you, you know, you want to do the right thing. You want to say the right thing. And, you know, for me too, when it comes to building relationships, you know, it, I'm still very new here. Right. So I have to, there's a lot of things like that I'll discuss with players or coaches off the record. And I'll keep that to myself just so that they know that I can you know, Someone they, they can, can tell, tell they right. can tell me something. I'm not going to run to Twitter and right. just put it right out there, you know, right. and it, or unless they're comfortable with putting it out there. But, mm. you know, it's just it's about building relationships and not burning bridges right. as well. 
And when you're trying to tweet something first, sometimes you can burn bridges. Mm. And so that's, it's a very fine line. You know, I'd right. rather keep those relationships with the athletes that I cover and the coaches and all that stuff where they can trust me rather than being first to say something. Gotcha. Are you willing to risk uh, those relationships for reporting the facts and it may not look so great for uh, somebody that you do have a good relationship with? I... Personally, we're in a position where we don't have to. We do an entertainment show. Yeah. We can kind of skirt whatever we want to say. We're not, we don't pull punches or cover for people, but we can just choose to not talk about certain things. I wonder, St. Louis, and maybe this is everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. just, I'm just familiar with St. Louis. You can run into hockey players at bars. You can run into Cardinals players at restaurant. Whatever it is, you can run into these people all the time. And then in your position, you're face-to-face with them. You're working with them all the time. So I'm not going to call it a friendship, but you become chummy with some people, I'm speaking from a little bit of experience that with yeah. that, but in your own personal experience, are you willing to do that? Like, is that, is that something that's, cause I, I think it's hilarious too the, the criticisms that come from the general public. Oh, say this, say that. It's like, you're not going to just tear someone down for no reason. But if there is something that you're going to be not so pumped to report mm-hmm. about somebody you have a good relationship with, is that something you're ready to do? Is that something you have to do no matter what, because of the job? Yeah, you have to. I mean, the thing is, is that, if it's something that needs to be reported, and also if it's just straight facts, you know, yeah. if they're if they're not doing as well, and maybe there's something attributed to it, like their health or something like mm-hmm. that, and it's a kind of a generally known thing, then yeah, you can talk about sure. that because it's not they're not my best friends at the end right. of the day, you know. Right, like right. yes, it's a it's more of like a respect kind of thing. Like of course, like I'll talk to them and say hi, right. and you know yeah. all that kind of stuff, and I'll talk to them about personal life stuff if they want to Mm -hmm. i'm not going to push it and i'm not going to put it out there but if it's just straight facts then yeah you have to cover it because i'm not doing my due diligence as a journalist by not fully reporting what's going on especially if it's something that needs to be put out there um you know of course it could put you in a tough spot sometimes and i've seen that backfire for some journalists i'll never forget um, just kind of going back to the Titans, sorry. Uh, no, please. Ti- no, no, no. The this... Titans, this is something that just something that I learned really early on is, you know, you're not going to make all these guys happy because, right. I mean, the thing is, athletes, as we know, they have pride and they do have a little bit of a bigger ego. They need to. <laughs> they, they need, need to. that right. edge in their sports because of how competitive things are in all sports nowadays. Right. Um, and so they're not going to like everything you report. Of course, they want you to report nice, happy things all the time, right. but that's just not realistic. Um, and so I'll never forget one time with the Titans, um, there was a journalist who put out this bad article just about ripping all the Titans, how bad they were doing, that they need to get rid of Marcus Mariota, which we all know that that happened now. But right. this was a few years ago, um, and we were in the locker room, and I was covering the Titans, and all of a sudden, like one of the linemen saw that journalist and said, get out of here, get out right now. You're going to write this stuff about my team. You need to get out of here right now. And he w- he saw it as he's a line O lineman. He's sure. protecting his quarterback, Poor. even off the field. <laughs> oh my God. How sweet. Mountain of a man. You're, like, you're this sensitive. Like really? Yeah, yeah, like, I know, but it's, just, but I, and surprisingly, I've seen that happen so many times, wow. but it's stuff that needed to be reported. And right. look at what happened. Eventually, Marcus right. Mariota isn't the quarterback that beat the Patriots. Right. It's right. Ryan Tannehill. So, <laughs> I didn't throw the interceptions, dude. I just talked about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, that, I mean, you're not going to please everybody. And that's right. just in life in general. You're not going to please everybody. Now, just ripping on someone, just to rip on something, uh, someone that's different. 
you know, but if, that's, if the that's stats choosing are a different there, path, yeah. yeah, but if the stats are there and it's something that needs to be addressed, then yeah, you got to cover it. All right. So then if you're, if that's one side of the, the coin where you're the people you're covering, what about the people at home who are watching, mm-hmm. who are following you, what you're reporting, what's some of the most ridiculous things you've gotten from that end? Oh God. Uh, May we see your yeah. direct messages. We, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, cause it's... I, cause I, yeah, I, in this town, especially, and I'm again, I think Chris's point, it probably is everywhere, but St. Louis were very, uh, communal about our sports here, yeah. so everything feels like if you attack the Blues or the Cardinals, you're attacking a family member. So, yeah. or even just reporting something we, that we is fact is a, considered even an attack yeah. on the team. So, what is some of the silliest, craziest things you've received so far of your time here in St. Louis in covering anything? There, there's been so many things. I mean, it, there, <laughs> I don't like hearing. I don't like hearing that. All right, let's right, start right, with right. high school sports yeah. first. <laughs> Well, I mean, the uh, the thing is, is that you'll you'll never please anybody anyway. Right, right. And so I had to learn that. I learned that in my first job. My first job was in Arkansas covering the Razorbacks. Oh wow! Is that you'll oh, always, oh, those, oh, yeah, those. which they are diehard. Yes, fans. they are. That's oh, all they, they have are. Mm-hmm. the Razorbacks. They don't play around. When it no, comes to the University. and so that was my first you know, introduction into the fact of, cause you know, used to, especially when you're a new journalist, you want everybody to like you and you want everybody to think you're fantastic <laughs> right. and you're a great journalist. Um, and so I worked on, I learned there that you can't read all the comments. Everybody's right. going to have an opinion, especially on social media. They feel like they have like a platform to really voice all opinions yeah. and all, yeah, <laughs> all opinions. Um, I think, you know, I definitely got some criticism for when I covered the Cardinal Ritter story, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you guys are familiar mm-hmm. with, um, that high school coach who was let go. Um, you know, the way that I covered my interview with him is that we'd already known what the repercussions, that right. he was let go, his entire coaching staff was let go. So we knew all this. And so my approach to the interview, and I said that at the beginning, is – you know, I just want you to say on TV that you're sorry. Right. You know, if you truly are, I'll right. let you have this platform to do it. And I'll ask you if you actually did or didn't know about this. Right. And then and then we're going to move on and we're going to say, okay, now what have you learned from this? Let's talk about the future. I got ripped on by so many people from that. They're like, you're too nice to him. Like, you were too nice to him about oh, it. Wow. This, stuff. this is the stuff I'm talking about. What, yeah. do you, what do you want? Like, what do you want? What do these people want you to do? Yeah, they, like, were, they were wanting me to, like, rip into This like, isn't I hard copy. People, like, yeah. <laughs> and I literally said to somebody, which I shouldn't have, and I regretted it because, you know, like, going back is you're not going to please everybody. Yeah. They, they kind of want you to argue with right, them. Right. And so I told somebody, I was like, I'm not going to go all Nancy Grace on him. Right. You know, I hate those kind <laughs> right. of style yeah. of interviews right, right. where you lure somebody in and then you're like, you know, this is my Nancy Grace impression where you're like, well, why did you do that? Like, right. you know, like a thick <laughs> that's, southern that's accent. That's Nancy Grace. <laughs> yeah, Texas. And then just like One more time, looking directly at the <laughs> camera over there. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Right, exactly. exactly. Because Perfect. it's not, you know, also being a journalist is you have to stay true to yourself. And right, Maybe if right. that's your style of right. journalism where you are screaming at somebody, that's fine. But, but that's not me. There's you know? also a way different process of getting that guest on too yeah. because they know like nobody's dumb going into that interview being, oh i'm gonna get a fair normal in-. no yeah. they're waiting that gotcha thing and there's probably some compensation involved for that at that level but even to that point you mentioning about uh, being who you are as a journalist like mm-hmm. it's kind of something we talk about a lot here about people almost changing their persona to fit what the wave is at yeah. the time so mm-hmm. we've we've even joked about like man look if we have to go 
full black conservative on this show, then so be it. Then Travis will pay. Are you going to do that? No, No, not at all. But that is to your point, like people changing who they are. Are you seeing that a lot in this industry? Because if you take on a antagonistic point of view, uh, you can kind of get moved up to the front of the line faster than others. You can become more of a personality. Do you see Mm -hmm. that a lot now in your industry or at least since you've been in it? I mean, I've seen a huge dramatic change in it. And the fact of social media has changed so much Mm. in life in general, but especially with that, because now, as you mentioned, personalities are rising Mm -hmm. and, you know, broadcast in general, especially in sports as well. And, you know, it's hard to know truly if that's how someone is or not, but I just don't believe in putting on an act or not being a true journalist and, you know, abiding by those ethics, you know, to further your own self in the business. I just don't, I don't, if, you know, the thing is, whatever happens in my career, I don't want that to be the way that I get to a certain point is because maybe all of a sudden I'm like going to be the Nancy Gray sports journalist where I just bring people on and yell at them. Like, I'm not going to, I don't want to do that. You would have plenty of opportunities (laughs) with athletes. They would never disappoint. You would get plenty of opportunities. But then everybody would hate me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be, yeah, it it would be a thing. You know, and also not to be political, but you saw what happened with Tommy Loren. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say her last name? Loren. I think Loren. I believe so. Chris? Yes. Don't look at me. The very, <laughs> the very conservative right. political girl, mm-hmm. you know, is the fact that that's that's one way that she rose to the ranks mm-hmm. very quickly. Yeah. You know, I mean, not doubting that she might have had, you know, like a great work ethic or anything like that. But I mean, she rose quickly because right. she did create that personality. Right. And you see it just in general. And that also transferred to sports is that those personalities are just rising to the top quickly. Maybe the guys who yell more or, right. you know, have certain things like that. But to me, I mean, even though I'm a sports journalist, like it's important to me to stick to those core ethics of telling a story and properly telling a story. Now okay. I'm now I'm stuck in my head here, Brooke, and you've done it to me. All I can picture now for like just maybe just one sports cast, because I don't know. I don't know where Nancy Grace went, but can you imagine Nancy Grace just anchoring one sports cast? Oh, my God. Be good. She, she'd be like, and the Blues <laughs> lost three in a row again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the Cardinals. What are not the owners doing? Money. What are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? They're just gonna let this happen. Yes, exactly. Oh, we just came up with a great character. You start absolutely start breaking them out. where they hang out. All of a sudden, you guys yeah. see me this week, <laughs> and I have blonde hair, and it's like teeth. No, you, like you gotta go big, Nashville <laughs> yeah. 80s. And yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like screaming directly at the camera, and you guys will be like, "Wait, yeah." Can we get a producer credit on that? <laughs> the new basketball team, those uniforms look pretty expensive, <laughs> you've asked me. That would be great. I'm actually, yeah, I want that to be a thing now oh for you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Nancy Grace Sportscaster. Nancy, Nancy Grace Sportscaster. I, I worked so hard to get rid of my Southern accent. <laughs> We're just so forcing it back it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, even if you don't do it on KMOV, like, you kind of have to come here and shoot some YouTube videos <laughs> as this character as we're going to come up with. That yeah. would be so fun. Yeah, did, you, yeah. did you have a thick accent before? Um, not incredibly thick. So my mother is actually an English teacher mm-hmm. and my grandmother 
is an author. So they were very oh, wow. big into <laughs> oh my god English. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. And so they're they're very well. My grandmother has the accent that's dying out in the South, the Georgia Southern okay. draw, where she'll say. And Charles went to the store the other day. And <laughs> oh, like, that is like awesome! That. Yeah, and my mom is just very proper, and um, so it's my cousins on my mom's side that actually have a very thick accent. Okay. And it's really funny. This is just a little story. So this past Thanksgiving, I brought my boyfriend back home to meet my family, and he's from here. He's from St. Louis, and I was like, just so you know, my mom's side, you know, they're farmers, you know, <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. Like it's, we're actually going to a farm for Thanksgiving. Like, right. you'll get the true Tennessee experience, oh you know, that they put on TV. And <laughs> my cousins were talking to him. Lil John is what we call him. Not the rapper. Thank not God. the yeah. rapper. <laughs> you know me yeah. for everybody. Um, Hip-hop correspondent, Kristen. And, and my boyfriend was like, what? What did, what did you just say? Like, he couldn't understand. <laughs> that does yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. It's like, is there, what's in your mouth? Like, yeah. what's Spit it out before you talk. Say it again. Yeah. yeah. Instead of Ville, we say Vol mm. back home. So you'll say Nashville, Shelville, mm. you know. And so uh, and St. Louis people would be like, oh, my gosh, this <laughs> this hick. Uh, I, the only thing that I said, I would say y'all mm -hmm. a lot just because that was just typical. It's kind of know, endearing, too, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, you, 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 we would say y'all. Like, I would say that a lot. You know, I would say like I filled field was always the tough one for me because I would just, you know, back on the football field, you know, you say that failed, you know, uh, so I had to work on it. And I, I was actually a bartender back in college. And so I would practice on my bar guests. Oh, really? Yeah. I would switch it up and say, you guys, like I would force myself to because I knew I oh, wanted okay. to be okay. on TV. Yeah. And so I would practice on my bar guests and so that's pretty funny it, it was back it was funny back in tennessee they'd be like you guys what like you what <laughs> i'm brooke grimsley here's your bud light yeah <laughs> i would i yeah. would practice i would practice on my bar guests because that's you know hilarious. i would i'd go to school all during the day and the night i would bartend and is so this I'd, in nashville yeah. or where was this at mm -hmm. okay yeah. so was this in like the Bachelorette uh, oh. district, like how does this work? Let's hear about the Bachelorette this. Bachelorette district. <laughs> that was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I worked at. Um, how many penis gummies have you had thrown at uh, you? Yeah. There was just so many, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my favorite were when people would bring in the giant. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Um, the giant penis like blow up like uh -huh. things, and they would want about. people to sign <laughs> that, them, like, yeah. and they would bring that into the bar. Like, hey, everybody, what a yeah. hey, man, come yeah. on, and the kids over there, relax. Yeah, no, we so I worked at a bar in downtown Nashville and in Murfreesboro where I went to college, and I'd switch back and forth between the two. Okay. And the one in Nashville was in the hub of everything, like it was right mm -hmm. off of Broadway. Um, and I mean, it was always packed. We'd have Titans players come through that right. live uh, there. Um, it was actually at the bottom. The restaurant was at the bottom of Taylor Swift's building okay. that she lived in. Oh, that's crazy. And, and so, you know, casual. Oh. We never saw her, though. <laughs> right. but... You knew what the next album, would, who it would be about. You, yeah. you knew before the public knew who she yeah. was dating. Ooh, girl, this going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it, it was always crazy. And I mean... I, I noticed during my time in college the surge of becoming the Bachelorette capital. I mean, it just became insane. It would always be, it always happened like this. Like five girls or more in a black dress like would walk in and then the bride would come in with all the white and all that stuff and they would come up to the bar and they would say, um, 
she's getting married. What can we get for free? <laughs> and I'm like, nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you see you and the 20 other groups here? I will make zero money. <laughs> like, oh my like, I'm trying to pay for college. Mm, <laughs> that, that's, that's an interesting part of that because Nashville is unique. It's turning into just like straight entertainment. But oh, yeah. not only do you have, you now you have some, prof- there's what, what two professional mm-hmm. sports franchises and then you mix in the country music and rock, I, just music industry. You just yeah. say that. That had to be funny growing up there, having country stars' kids running around at schools, yeah. or even just like bumping into somebody that like is gonna be in that world. Like that's a strange world that only Nashville knows, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's a pretty wild thing. Well, and you know the thing is, it's a very Nashville thing, and to when you see the celebrities, you don't bother them. Mm-hmm. It's just right. a very, it's, I don't know what it is. It's just kind of like an unsaid yeah. thing. Like you would see them right. and you just let them be. Right. And that's an, that's supposedly a reason why a lot of them like living that's in Nashville. Awesome. That's is because awesome. that the people who are true Nashvillians, you know, they wouldn't bother them. Right. There, it's gotten to the point where like we talk to so many comics and stuff. There's some comics that are pretty big that just stay in Nashville. And the mm-hmm. LA comics are like, man. I'm jealous. They get to yeah. have like a house and a yard and all yeah, that stuff. And yeah. So it, it definitely like, I mean, we've heard that as well. Yeah. And a little bit more privacy. For yeah. sure. Know, to less of the hustle. I mean, the traffic there is terrible right now, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. a little bit less of the hustle and right. bustle. But yeah, it, w- it was always interesting growing up because I mean, even, you know, we, my high school, we would play some of you know the celebrity kids' team, right. and then you'd want to beat them any right. even more because you'd be like, well, I mean, Tim McGraw has daughters, but his daughters went to Innsworth, and they were cheerleaders around the time that I was in high school, and so everybody'd be like, we're playing Tim McGraw's daughters team, <laughs> like the girls were playing in the game or something. Like, That's whole, I would, <laughs> if you're I running just, the VA, <laughs> you have to troll them with their their parents' music, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be I fantastic. just want to see somebody just. Talk Talking some back to like Faith Hill's kid and just right. like, yeah. hey, relax. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah, it, it was it was definitely interesting. And you grew up around a lot of great singers, obviously, and it made me really oh, jealous because I am terrible. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was normal growing up. <laughs> you like, hit a I karaoke just, bar like, in Nashville. You're like, like, what is yeah, happening here? Yeah, I just thought I like I just grew up thinking that being surrounded by great live music was just a that's normal a, yeah. thing. Oh, and oh, then okay, I moved yeah. to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and the karaoke bars and you know the honky tonks there i was like whoo this is you guys wouldn't even get like a day shift like, back in nashville you know? uh, the, like, the tuesday morning spot not yeah even, like man. you wouldn't even get that are you uh are you enjoying um you talked about st louis but a uh, big small city and it really is are you enjoying being the uh celebrity because we love our broadcasters here in St. Louis. You, they are the cream of the crop here. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. no kidding that media personalities that are on traditional media are second to athletes in yeah. St. Louis in like recognition. But I feel like it has to be like a huge drop. I wasn't going to I wasn't going to rub <laughs> that in your face. But yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a huge Don't think drop you and Colton Wong are getting the same treatment <laughs> yeah. if you go into a restaurant. I'll say yeah. that and now. But Somebody's at the grocery store. They're asking for that selfie sometimes. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've gotten it more when I'm at games because then obviously people associate the association, me more. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and so I, I've gotten that a lot more. It's I will say it's mostly older males who notice that. But then because it's sports, I get it. And so. Why did you just smell me, sir? <laughs> 
don't mind. I love talking. You're I my love daughter's talking age. To people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love talking to people and you know meeting people and stuff like that. And so it doesn't it it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I've noticed a lot more recognition probably in this last year after covering the Stanley Cup. And that course, then people that. started to notice who I was. I did get an email the other day, though. It made me so sad inside. It hurt my pride. Oh, no. So I had just gotten done with a sports cast okay. because I was filling in like during the week. And this person emailed me and said, hey, new face. So nice to see you covering sports here in St. Louis. Like, hope you stay here for a while. And I was just like, I've been here for almost two years. <laughs> hope you stay here for a while. <laughs> okay. I was so I was nervous just... where that email was going to go. But yeah. that's good. I like yeah. Oh, I've got another. New face. Yeah. New face. Hey, that's new face. That's how he started it. That he sounds like it. kind of old-time email. Hey, yeah. new face. Hey, yeah. new face. Hey, new yeah. face. Yeah. Talking sports, huh? Yeah. A little round ball. Yeah. Yeah. So wait. So you... got... Hey, new face. That's perfect. <laughs> Now, I, I'm not going to let this go. You said, well, there's others when we're talking about the emails. Oh, Do we need to like get one of your horrible emails that we can, we'll read them for you on air and oh call gosh. people out? Like, I, we could be your I voice. Have, I wish I would have brought my work phone in here. Um, <laughs> no, I've, I've, gotten some, I've gotten some interesting ones. I mean, most of them are very appropriate. But there will be some that are just a little interesting. Mostly on social media is when I'll get like the weird. People think comments. that they're like texting you whenever they yeah. talk. Right? You know, yeah, like, they'll post things on me. social media, like especially like under some of my photos on Facebook or something oh like boy. that. <laughs> um, so that's that's a little interesting, and it doesn't bother me as long because I won't interact with right. them as long as they don't take it to like a very creepy stalker. Totally stalker. unrelated. If you could blo unblock Travis on Instagram, we would so appreciate that. <laughs> he didn't mean those comments. <laughs> he was drunk. It was weird. This is actually this intervention. Works. <laughs> this is, we're gonna, Live on YouTube? <laughs> Tra whenever, Gar whenever Gardner said that, Travis was like, Brooke, Grimsley? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is, this is, we're actually going to... Live on YouTube, Travis. I'm all about content. <laughs> 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 this was going to get clicks. We didn't tell you. Yeah, oh, that's gosh. perfect. Uh, dealing with St. Louis sports, we got some Battle Hawk talk. Uh, does this Ooh. interest you? Yeah, yeah what's going on over the NFL? Yeah, yeah. We got the XFL. That's yeah, right. What's going oh, on yeah. over at the station as far as you guys prepping for the XFL so, and action? And you, you work directly with Doug Vaughn, who I feel like probably has a, a, a very, very clear line to the heart of the Battle Hawk Nation right here in St. Louis. So, what has Doug. <laughs> brought to the table as far as XFL knowledge and are you excited for them to kick things off? Uh, with Doug, I think he is excited. Um, he has said that he's a little, you know, uh, he's like a lot of fans here in St. Louis where they're a little scorned by, you know, sure. what happened with the Rams. Of course. We should have like a little button by how many times I've brought that up on here. Like, <laughs> oh, when we no. lost that football team again. <laughs> when we go, when we go through, you can just edit it and you yeah. can, you can make a, st a star every time my, yes, my like eye twitch, every time my eye twitches too. Yeah. Like, and yeah. you just keep bringing that up. Like, yeah, yeah. I was eight years old. We loved going to games. It was yeah. really fun. So I think, I think that's that's how Doug feels a little bit about it is, you know, how a lot of people that I've talked to, how they feel about, you know, a professional football team coming back right. is just a, that little bit of skepticism, which I get that with no. the XFL because we, of course, know that it didn't last mm -hmm. the first time around. And we saw with what happened with the Alliance a few short months before yeah. didn't even get the to finish its season. Yeah. And I felt so bad for those players because a lot of the Alliance football players came and tried out for the XFL. So when I went oh, to that XFL okay. tryout, okay. some of the guys I talked to said they still hadn't got their checks oh, from that's the horrible. Alliance. 
horrible. Dance. You know, that's, God, that's horrible. Yeah. So they moved their lives. They moved, you know, elsewhere and they s- still haven't gotten paid. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. So, so I think it's, I think a lot of people are a little weary and I right. think that's fair, but it's interesting. I don't, you do know? you guys, do you all see it as like, it, to me, it's not the same meal as the NFL. It's an entertainment thing. Yeah. It's still football. But I wouldn't dare have the expectations of it being like this high level super. Inter- I think of it as a could be an interesting slash fun social outing for people in St. Louis. I think yeah. it's a unique opportunity for St. Louis in general. I think the other XFL teams all have NFL teams. Like St. Louis is the only team, only city yeah. without an NFL team. So I think that's an opportunity for the city to essentially just, again, make it a communal thing. We look how we treat St. Patrick's Day and Mardi Gras around here. Mm-hmm. So I think if we turn that into one of those I, kind I of things. I honestly run with it. That This caw stuff. Like, yeah. run, like it's so yeah. silly and it's so fun. There's this like little uprising of people. Half the people doing that have probably never been to a professional football game ever or not into it, but they think it's funny. So run with it. Make it a party. Make yeah. it silly. Get really interactive on social media whatever have some fun with it right yeah. I, I that's mean, how i kind of feel about the it. thing is is that i feel like it's less risk than an nfl team because mm-hmm. you know obviously you know it's i mean you get to be a part of something new and exciting you know you're one of eight cities that has it so why right. not just embrace it like you said have fun with it and also you don't have to worry about a, like a stan Kroenke ownership group coming in here and then right. leaving you you're know, not going like to become it you're not going to take it so serious and i don't mean that to disparage it but you're not going to treat it like winning the Super Bowl is to like it's sometimes like that's people's lifelong dream to their for their NFL team just as a mm-hmm. fan to watch them win that this is first of all there's a high upside entertainment value because of Vince McMahon owning the thing and what he's done in the past he maybe yeah. missed with the XFL the first time but let's not throw away his what 30 40 years of just dominance and entertainment so I think the upside part of that is exciting but if you're looking for the same love you feel for an NFL no, team, you're probably well, looking in the wrong place. And, I, and I've and i talked to a lot <coughs> of different people about this because, to me, I, I've just always wanted, you know, like what baseball has, like almost a minor league system, you know, for mm-hmm. – so if the NFL, which, I mean, I know they don't want to, but, you know, if this could essentially – I'm just looking on the upside of things. This could almost turn into a minor league system mm-hmm. for the NFL. You get your stats up. You know, it's good enough to get you – onto an NFL team. Some of the guys that I've talked to on the current XFL team, they're approaching it in that way as to their ultimate goal is to get to the NFL. They're going to use this time to, you know, pad their stats, show like, you know, this is me going against like top level guys and, you know, getting back into the NFL. As they should. And that thought process is not crazy whatsoever. Nobody in the room probably knows much about this, but Boxing's done it for years. MMA does it right now. The mm-hmm. UFC, if you get cut or Bellator, any of these big names, if you go pick up three or four wins on a regional circuit against guys who sometimes not even that great, they're going to need you because people get hurt, all this stuff. You can pad those stats or make yourself or kind of earn your way back. Like Conor McGregor's currently yeah. doing. Like he's coming back to fight in the UFC so he can get ready for the WWE. So I mean, so I like I like how he's all. using the That's UFC as an opportunity to talking about at all. But uh, the, that 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 <laughs> that process should be in place. Like that is nice that there's potentially a landing spot for those people to jump back into the big leagues. Yeah, so. and that's that's how a lot of them are approaching it. You know, Jordan Te'amu, the XFL quarterback mm-hmm. 
for the Battle Hawks right now. I talked to him about that, and that's really how he sees it. I that's mean, awesome. Because it's, it's, I mean, with a lot of things, but especially in the NFL, it's timing more than yeah. anything. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's timing. His time just didn't work out. You know, he was signed with the Texans, you know, and then got cut, you know, and during the camp and stuff. And so it's like it's timing more than anything, maybe getting more of those stats, showing that, you know, you can – do this or that maybe you didn't get enough of it in college and you can show like mm -hmm. okay look I can you know do this well, you didn't like that what I did in college well here's a different side of me here I mean there is top level I mean these are all division one these are all college football oh, or yeah. professional players yeah. like these are all people that were fringe NFL or and there was plenty NFL of guys players. who got cut too yeah who, you know were top level talent as well so it, it could be pretty legitimate. I don't think – I feel like everybody just needs to at least go out and see it. And then, too, with the Vince McMahon part, I think mm -hmm. that is so interesting yeah. is that <laughs> he's interesting in general. But the fact of that they haven't – you know, the first time around, he was very much the face of a lot yeah. of things. And it was very WWE. It was yeah, very, it you know, as we all know, like the tiny little cheerleader outfits mm -hmm. and everything was just like At the rock very and stone cold before every game, yeah. coming out, getting the crowd yeah. pumped. And this is different. Yeah. Yes. You'll notice that they put Oliver Luck out. Yes. More smart. Very Moore, smart. Who's yeah. a very studious, you know, not saying Vince McMahon is. But, but no, he's, he's got, got the credentials. He's got yeah. the, yeah, he's got the yeah. respect of people throughout the league and yeah. throughout professional football mm -hmm. that, oh, no, he's a serious guy. So this is, this could actually be a serious yeah, venture. So that, I think that was interesting that they did mm -hmm. that. That was something I noticed right off the bat is that they're trying to show that, you know, they, it's a little bit more legitimate this yes. time around. The one thing that I will say concerns me. Um, is when they came here and I was and Oliver Luck was talking to the media. Mm -hmm. The first question I asked him is, "What's going to be different for this team, you know, for the XFL to succeed as opposed to the Alliance and all the other ones that have come right. here?" And they said Vince McMahon because he has the capital to back it up. That's a little concerning because that's a lot of capital. That's a lot you know, of that's capital. that's eight teams. The players are making around fifty thousand plus. Yeah. Um. So that's that's my biggest concern in that way. But they did get big TV contracts, yes. and that's what yeah, drives that's, sports. That's a big deal. That's yeah. a huge yeah. deal. They mm -hmm. got they got some really good TV contracts, and honestly, that's where the money is. Yeah. If you can get those big TV contracts, then you're you're kind of set. Honestly. Yeah, I really are. I, I will say, even though you may not treat the XFL the way you treat the NFL, if the Battle Hawks win the title, oh yeah, there sure as hell better yeah. be a parade. I down want market. it. It's happening. Oh my God. You don't get market. For you that get market. a market no, parade. I'll give you locust yes. at best. No, you don't get there market. There will be a damn parade. <laughs> no, <you get> a <laughs> they win the title. <laughs> no, no, no. You can you can hang out in the parking lot near the dome. That's it. No, I saw no. that one no. guy already got a tattoo. Oh boy. Yeah, Listen. Battle Hawks tattoo. I saw that. Uh, that's dedication. Oh, yeah, that's that's dedication. That's interesting. Not even knowing how the he, team will perform. This sounds it. like someone who knows someone in the tattoo removal industry. Like Hopefully. he's like, you know what? Oh, it God. looks like I'm going in, but it's not as oh, risky as you they're think. Oh, they're in big tattoo removal back <laughs> pocket. <laughs> yeah. As you know, yeah. as I'm, that I'm happened. He's a part of the big tattoo removal lobby. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did well, you get one removed? No, no, I haven't never had one. Oh, I thought of getting one. Lucky. There's no. I was going to get a bear. It's too late. Tell him. What? A bear. Do you want to get into that? No, no. no. <laughs> um, what's, uh, no. God, please, no. 
<laughs> uh, scared of bears. <laughs> There's a, what's the, what do you think in 2020 will be the bigger sports story uh, locally, nationally? What are you looking forward to as far as either covering or something that you think is going to be on everybody's radar in 2020? You want to make any bold predictions here right now? Oh, gosh. Tarasenko, will he be I'll a tell blue you what, by we the were trade with, deadline? We were with Bernie Federico last night at this thing. Oh, and I saw that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and... Uh, the amount of people that, like, all you have to do is yell, we won the cup. They and get so excited. If the Blues make another Stanley Cup run, like, this place, like, people might tear the arch down and carry it through the city. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, it, I don't know if it's just because of the time or whatever. We've been here for two Cardinals World Series or been around, I should say, for Cardinals World Series. Uh, this Blues thing right now is, it's another level of fandom. Like, so oh, that would be, yeah. like... If the Blues do go on some kind of run, like you could see some serious craziness. We win Blues! Oh my Shout God. out to Tony Patrico playing the DMX in the background. Oh if you listen real close gosh. on that. that. I mean, that, and that was just an incredible moment in general. You were in I, the I, I was there. I was there. I didn't feel Insane. worthy. At, and I had to kind of get over that for a second. Yeah. Because, you know, I, as you guys know, I haven't been here long. Right. You know, that's so. When, that's when you have to take credit. Yeah. Well, yeah. and so. <laughs> I, You're welcome. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's me. Um, I got so many people who messaged me about that too. Like people I went to high school with, ex-boyfriends. Uh, uh, are you serious? Like, you, know, you know, you know, like the old high school boyfriend yeah. where he's like, "Hey, see, it looks like you're doing well." What? <laughs> you got the looks like you're doing well <laughs> message? Like that's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, that's the thing. That's the thing. That you know, men are so predictable oh, and man. so basic. It was yeah. so funny. It takes you <laughs> being in a photo behind the Stanley Cup. You, but this is you, you probably around. knew this was your dream, yeah. Yeah. and you've reached your dream. Look like you're doing real, baby girl. How are yeah. good? <laughs> St. Louis doing art. They're right. treating you well exactly in St. Louis. Right. Like, what are you? What is happening? That's, that's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Walking on the frozen tears of all the Boston <laughs> players. She's got. It is. It is because I want to know what goes through that person's head at that moment where they're like. Yep, gotta send. Gotta, gotta send, send that. Like hoping, like that. I've been waiting <laughs> right. with bated breath for this yeah. message for you. He remembers me. Live yeah. look. You just toss the cup out of the way. Go running back to the plane. Yeah. Like yeah. a romantic. Yeah. Comedy. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. I mean, that whole that whole experience was just so because it just all happened so fast. Because I had only been here for about a year at the start. So it was my first time covering the Blues. Oh my my gosh. first season covering them, and so I saw them through. All, all of that. Right. So, you know, the yo firing, you know, them being terrible, you know, the fights in practice. And yeah. Yeah. I wasn't there that day. Uh. I was so mad. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Tarasenko apologizing to fans. And then all of a sudden, I'll never forget uh, Maurice Drum and I, who's now going to the morning shows at KMOV. Tear for that one. I'm mm. so sad. I'll miss him. Um, but uh, we were in spring training. We were at spring training. And all of a sudden, I, we were like paying attention to blue stuff. And I said, Maurice, the blues have won like 11 games in a row. We're about to go back to something crazy here. Yeah. And he was like, really? And I, and he was like, well, I guess we got to start getting ready for playoffs, not knowing what was lying ahead right. of us. So we get back from Jupiter, Florida. We were there for two weeks right. and the blues, that's when everything started to happen. Jordan Bennington just became this huge monster. Insane. Yeah, just incredible. We got to see his personality, which is, I think he's hilarious. I know that some people think he might be like cocky, but he has a very dry sense of humor. He's like, and if you know anything about Canadians, like he's playing a part too. I guarantee you that he's guy's so super funny. friendly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's he's so nice, yeah. and he's and he's really funny. But um, 
you know, it, so we got to see that. And then all of a sudden, like things just kept happening. They just kept winning. And then you have, you know, the Gloria story. You have Layla Anderson. Yeah. And I'll never forget, like, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was before the Dallas series. I, I, Maurice and I were just talking and I was like, I feel like they're about to win this cup. I was like, it's too many things yeah. happening that are like a storybook for this right. not to work out yeah. for him. And then Maurice and I ended up going to Boston, uh, long days and just covering that. And, you know, it was it was insane. They hold us like before that picture happened that you guys showed, they held us in like this, like we felt like cattle. I was like, like, a, like a pen. So yeah. we didn't get to watch the game from up top because we had to get in line in order to get on oh, the ice. Okay. So it, <laughs> it was just the funniest thing. We had to get in line and we can only hear what's going on because they didn't have a TV down there. Oh, wow. And so then all of a sudden you would hear cheers. And then so then the St. Louis media people would kind of get in the back of the line. And then all of a sudden you would hear nothing, and then but you'd hear like a horn for a goal, and then you so then the St. Louis people would go to the front, and then they carted out a little TV, and I even have a video of it on my Twitter. Like they carted out a little TV, and then we saw the final moments where they won, wow. and it was just silence, like just just silence. Shut up. Silence. Yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden, I was like, I looked over at Maurice, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I was like, I'm so nervous right now. I'm like, we're about to do live interviews. I was like, this city's going nuts. Like, you know, I'm, I've am never covered anything of this level right. before. And he was like, Brooke, you've been covering this team since they were terrible. Like, right. you know these guys. Right. You know, just right. go out there and do it. And so then they open, like, the doors to the ice, and we just all just scoot out there <laughs> and I have a producer in my ears who's like grab an interview grab an interview and so you have so many thoughts going yeah. through your head and everything and so and then I just see Sanford standing there and he had you know one of the goals in the game and I was like please talk to me <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I need an interview right now and he was like okay yeah sure and so then it, after that I was fine after I got that first Sanford interview and then I just kept grabbing as many guys as I could grab Tarasenko like grab Joel Edmondson with his parents and it was just it was insane I mean and we we stayed up until like into the wee hours in the morning because then we had a flight the next day right. oh my and gosh. then we knew we were coming back into just pure insanity so just to see that was incredible well, it's a once in a lifetime experience did you ever yeah. imagine that you would be able to cover something like that no I would imagine it's always been a, well, it's just a dream of covering an opportunity like I that. can't and not to maybe you're a hockey expert I don't know but I'm guessing you you that would probably be the least of the sports you knew about coming to St. Louis like you hadn't covered it but personally I would have like of all the sports you would go like I would be the weakest at hockey and then to see that and to grasp on everything like that's a that's a baptism. Like, yeah. That's... Well, I and this is gonna this is gonna maybe hurt some people, but I am I <laughs> I covered the Predators for a mm -hmm. while back in Tennessee. Okay. So I know there's a big hatred between the Blues <laughs> and Predators. I saw that for a long time. I'm a huge Pecorino fan. I know that he's coming towards the end of his career. So mm -hmm. I was very familiar with hockey, just not to, at that level. Sure, sure. And you know, and I actually most of my family members play hockey in Tennessee. See? So it's there growing. you go. Yeah. Um but uh, I think you know it was just it was very intimidating. I had to get over that thought of, you know, like because uh, you have those thoughts that come to your head of like, I'm not worthy of covering this. You right. know, like you think of like, you know, there's people who've been literally waiting their entire life uh -huh. for this moment. And some people will never be able to cover this. Like, I'm not worthy of <laughs> some this. lifer in Winnipeg yeah. who's been doing the local news for 30 plus yeah. years should be there. Not yeah, you. Yeah. And I had to get over that thought process before mm -hmm. 
like I told you guys, before getting on the ice. Right. Because you have that. You have those doubts that come to your head, and you're just like, I, there's no way I should be doing this. And I even had somebody tweet me saying <laughs> that I shouldn't be out there. Oh, and so that – and right before I went on the ice, and I was like – and instead I turned that – because I played competitive tennis for a long time. So mm. I turned – that nervous, scared energy into, okay, I'll prove you otherwise. Right. And so I just took that as that challenge going on there. It's like, you know what? I do know these guys. I've been covering them through all of this. You know, maybe I wasn't here, you know, the entire time when they were, you know, you know, like years ago or anything like that. But I was here for this season and this season is what matters at this moment. Right. And so I just approached it in that way. And it was, it was insane. And you know, looking back at all the pictures and all that kind of stuff, it just didn't even seem real uh, whatsoever. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you can recreate that, honestly. First time ever in a franchise's history, and, and it is a base that has supported them still. I mean, there's mm -hmm. been, you know, you had the Cubs win the World Series, and there's been other similar examples, but very I think unique. you knew that one, what the party was going to be like when they got back here oh, yeah. and we're at OB Clark's that first time. And I missed it. <laughs> but We I, were stuck at an airport terminal. But I think <laughs> when you see even what was de yes. organically developing there, mm -hmm. that's when you kind of knew what we were in for. Now, I did not know Brett Hole would turn out to be mm. like he the was. Star. But star. <laughs> he is. Uh, I'm so amazed. Yeah. Um, it was so, so But amazing. you kind of saw, oh. This is going to last a while, mm -hmm. and this is going to be exhausting for some people for several you, weeks. Listen, oh, be sleep. happy you had to work. At least, at least you had to at least avoid some of the alcohol, I'm sure. The <laughs> three to five drinks during playoff runs per night that people have to consume, people are dragging. If they, like Those World Series and then now the Stanley Cup run, like, as I've gotten older, I'm just like, oh, this is so exhausting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is brutal well, but it's all worth no one ever thinks it. about what the fans have to go through when drinking <laughs> watching point. these games you know how many Thanks chicken God wings man. i ate last Thank week just enjoying God, this good point, God, yeah no it was it was opposite for me because you know i saw my friends back here celebrating while i was in boston and you know they were just like you know you saw all the videos of like what wheelhouse looked oh, like God. and all that kind of <laughs> stuff like it was insane and you saw and everybody was drinking and i was having friends sending me videos of people dancing on bar tops and i had, hadn't been drinking like during that whole time just mm -hmm. because i was like i need to stay laser yeah. focused you know <laughs> like i got to be a good journalist and so then when all that was said and done i was like i'm ready to celebrate <laughs> and then all my friends were like yeah so that was that was really fun to see just everybody in the city and just hear all the different stories about why it meant so much to them because right. that's that's in general why i got into sports journalism is because i just love hearing people's stories and telling people's stories yeah. and why it matters to them and sports is something well, it can divide people in, in the way of, you know, this is my team and that's your team. But it also brings people together in so many ways. Absolutely. Because then you find that sh that common ground. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that a lot of people can wrap their heads around and enjoy. Right. Did you um, recently get a taste of what maybe some of the weather folks at your station would go through? When, for them, it's, hey, severe weather's coming. We got to interrupt this programming. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe a little different for you though, but was it one of the foot NFL broadcasts was having some issue oh my and, uh, <laughs> so who do they go to to fix the issue? Yeah. So it was, it was literally this past Sunday. It was the Titans or Saturday, sorry. 
uh, Titans and, pa and Patriots right. game. And there was just like a little glitch all of a sudden, you know, during the game. I don't know if anybody noticed it, but I noticed it because I was watching the game, as you guys can tell, I'm a right. Titans fan. Right. And so I was watching the game, and even I was like, hey, what's going on with the TV? I was like, is it my TV? And then all of a sudden, we just get phone calls. Just people calling into the station, just like sure. one after another. The phone's going nuts, and it's like people who are like, hey you guys need to fix this. And it's like, and so I, that's why I tweeted. I tweeted out. I was like, just so you guys know, the local CBS station can't do anything, anything about, about, it, right. about what's happening on the national right. broadcast. It hurts my heart so much that people think to think like, I'm picturing them pulling out a phone book that's like 14 years old, yes. finding the station's number, and then just, oh. I hit the off. side of your satellite real quick. <laughs> Do something. Yeah. yeah. Who would? I, turn I it. You got to turn that it. Turn it. process, like, that's not how, like, broad, <laughs> that's not a. No, I know. And it, so many people will call us about so many different things. And it's just amazing to me because never in my life have I thought, I need to call the local TV never, station and let them know about this. Right. Like, I just mm. never in my life. You know, mm. we'll have, we'll, there's this one one guy who calls constantly and wants to know like when <laughs> I don't know okay. I, I don't know but they'll they'll call like especially when the Cardinals are in season will be like hey uh, it's like freaking Saturday and they'll be like hey uh, who's pitching Tuesday oh, like, no. what I don't I mean usually the person who I mean I do know yeah and I and I can you redirect like, those calls to us <laughs> yeah. like, I, that's good content see, that's like, where I'll I, sit there and talk to them see, about that's it. where I would just Start <coughs> vague at first if I answered him. Yeah. Oh, the good old right hander. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which right? Ah, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then he'll ask about the White Sox, and then oh. I'll be like, you know, so what? What? Who are the White Sox playing? And I'll be like, well, let me do a Google search real quick. <laughs> like I'll make sure to say that so that he's aware that there's a Google machine out mm -hmm. there that can help him with those. <laughs> ever <laughs> those ever it's not really questions. about the information though is it it's about the interaction right yeah like I that's, guess. that's the motivation and if it makes him happy i'll i i entertain it i'll tell him who's pitching you gotta go movie phone day. you gotta go like that's kramer nice on seinfeld yeah, yeah kramer yeah. seinfeld yeah. pretend yeah. to know the answer and just make something up along uh Andy Bennis is pitching on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good, good. Frank yeah. Frank Thomas is on yeah. the mound tonight for the White. Just make stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah it doesn't matter. I think just that's do some throwbacks. Just yeah. really throw them off and be like, wait, you didn't know that David Price is back with the Cardinals? <laughs> 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 Big deal. Yeah. Uh, Gardner, Gardner. I had one other thing, <clears throat> and it's when you were talking about the accent earlier. Um, oh, a gosh, good, should a, it come out? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, I want to know How embarrassing. the way I say something, <laughs> if it's appropriate or not. Because um, I say it to a good friend of mine, uh, Ben Fredrickson, who's a columnist oh, with, with the Post-Dispatch, mm -hmm. who I affectionately call the Hayseed Hack. Because he is one. Yeah. He is one. From Sedalia, Missouri. Mm -hmm. um, but Ben worked in Knoxville oh, yeah. for a, a little bit of time. Knox Vegas. Okay, so what <laughs> okay. I like to say it. You, say just, that you just earned another <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes because <laughs> we're going to break that down. <laughs> Um, but I like to say it a certain way, and then he always gives me, "Why well, you got to say it like that?" So I like to say Knoxville. Mm. Oh, I like it. Her mom's side of the family would love. Now that. is that oh, okay? They would. Because yeah. I remember um, when I was introduced to that vol thing was going mm -hmm. to Louisville. Louisville. Oh. I was taught Louisville. three syllables. Louisville. 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 Yep. Louisville. So Louisville. So I like to say Knoxville. Yeah. 
And then he's always, oh, you got to say it like that. It's not how we talk. Everybody talk. It's just how it is. So is that acceptable or not? I think it is because it's, I've, I've heard people talk about like that, you know, as you mentioned, my family. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I think that's completely acceptable. And, okay. I, you know, and this will be my little mini TED talk about accents. You know, I know that a lot of people make fun of accents and stuff. I freaking love I accents. Love when we went to Boston, obviously, you know, I I wanted to talk to people with Boston accents right. because I loved it. And Maurice was like, "It sounds so ugly," and I'm like, "I love <laughs> that's it." Them. Yeah. Like, that's them. Like that's it. Like I still I get a, a kick out of it too. Yeah, for there sure. was a security guard, and we were talking about Wahlburgers, like Maurice and I, and he like interjected because <laughs> I was like, "I want to go to Wahlburgers and see Mark Wahlberg." <laughs> like, I know he's not gonna be there. But, you, you think know. he was on the grill? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, guys. Yeah. yeah. Picked up a shift. And then the security <laughs> guard is like, oh, you don't want to go to Wahlburgers. You want to, I can't do the box. No, no, no. no, you, no you, you were there. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. No, you got you to try yeah. it. And it's like, oh, oh no, you put the hair <laughs> on me. <laughs> All right, here. I'm you. I'm you. I really want to go see Mark Wahlberg at, uh, at, at Wahlburgers. Oh, you don't want to go over to the Wahlburgers. You go over to, to I can't even. You got it. it. You had it. You had it. I had it. I, I could really do it if there wasn't a camera on me right now. I think you're doing I'm a really so good job. I'm around no, cameras. Don't do, don't do your no, Wahlburg. Don't do your Wahlburg. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love accents. And I know that a lot of people say, oh, the, you got to get rid of accents. I think that's so old timey mm-hmm. in general to accents. think that. Like why it, pretend it that we don't somebody, have uniqueness? Yeah. yeah. Like why accept it? I mean, of course, like I get it. Like maybe it's a little off-putting, you know, to have, you know, someone from the south talking you know yeah, disgusting and, people and those like, southerners oh my God, yeah we're oh, such hits. Gosh, um <laughs> but i just i love accents from everywhere and yeah. so i just think because it just shows a little bit more background about yourself without having to say i'm from here or right. something like that well so. even yeah, just and, and someone who says they're not for or you know they want a certain way of talking all the time they don't really mean that mm-hmm. because what they will use the accent for is a way to judge you. And they're yeah. all, people are always looking for a way to judge or stereotype you. That's why we asked the high school question here in St. Louis. Okay. But the accent just adds the backstory yeah, to whatever right. you're stereotyping or developing in your own One mind. Of, yeah. So people that say, no, we don't want accents. No. You want to judge people. Don't lie to me wow. and tell me any other difference. Yeah, I grew up around a lot of different accents. As I already told you guys about, you know, my mom's side of the family. My mom doesn't have an accent. Like, she's very proper, obviously, being an English teacher. Um, but I grew up with that side of my family with the accents. And my dad's side of the family is Japanese. And so I grew up with my grandmother, who is full Japanese. Yeah, so my grandmother is full Japanese, and she lived with us growing up. And so she didn't speak English that well, Mm -hmm. and at certain points. And so you know, I grew up with that accent, and then total opposite end of the spectrum, you know, a very southern accent. So I just grew up with so many different accents around. (laughs) Classic style comedy uh, potential there, having the Japanese grandmother talking to just the most southern sounding person on the planet yeah that's, that's gold yeah everybody got along great you know but it was just it was so i grew up around that and so that was a little hard for me at the beginning because then i would pick up on all of that mm-hmm. and it was just very confusing <laughs> for a lot of people <laughs> imagine <laughs> yeah the 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 fusion of southern draw mixed with the the japanese draw as well yeah. like that would be 
I need to see some of that in action we'll yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. And my grandmother, the sweetest little thing. She was like four foot 11. And Aww. I called her. And how I distinguish between the two is I called her Japanese grandmother and then my grandmother, grandmother. <laughs> and I, I never thought that was weird. Was, and just, nobody corrected natural. me until I like introduced her to my friends. I was like, yeah. hey, man, hey, what? Hey, what? <laughs> They're like, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was always interesting growing up. Uh, and it was very off-putting Thanks for the help? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I referred to her. But, yeah, so that's that's my little mini TED Talk. Except accents, Except 2020. Accent, One of my favorite things to do now, if you, everybody binges The Office, go back and watch how much how much you can tell Phyllis is from South County. She's she's R, far, all that stuff. Whenever oh, you watch yeah. The Office... You can one million percent tell uh, Phyllis is dropping a little St. Louis draw in there on mm. all the stuff she says, and that's fun. So yeah. that backs up your statement. <laughs> there we go. Travis? You want to make any bold predictions for 2020? Oh, any, yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, you asked that like about 20 yeah. minutes ago, and then like so <laughs> so And now we're talking about Japanese grandmothers. <laughs> yeah. As Welcome tends to, to happen on this show. Yeah. Uh, bold predictions for 2020. I don't know if this is one that a lot of people will like, but... And I, I'm not, I'm not trying to. Don't qualify. Just say it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Trangelo going to the Leafs. I see that as a possibility. As a, in a trade? Yeah, I see that oh, maybe wow. as a possibility. But maybe it's a possibility. But the only thing that's holding him back is just the Leafs cap space. I don't think they maybe have fully the money for it or all the money for it. But I think that could be something that could happen in the. Interesting. I mean, the writing would be on the wall with their other moves that they've made that he would mm -hmm. be. Made to be gosh, that would, oh, that would, oh man, I'm gonna go drop this thing. in a blues. Chat I this will break so my heart. I love, well, it's, I love a lot of people have been talking about, it, but here's the thing so, you know, he obviously going back to Toronto would be home for him. If right. the money's there, I, I don't see why not because right. I truly believe in players getting paid for what they deserve. So, if the money's there, then yeah, but if he stays in St. Louis, he could eventually get a statue. In definitely, front of definitely, absolutely. So I think that's an, one thing that would be an incentive for him staying here is that you stay here, you're going to get a statue you on see, the front of it. Yeah, there's no doubt about you that. You see it with the Blues alumni and how strong they are here with these these guys. They love staying oh, they here. They all stay. And, yeah. and now th that just and that was that was for a team that had never even won a cup. Now amplify how you're going to get treated as being part of that Stanley Cup run. Yeah, that is bold. Really like well here. Boldness on yeah, that's that very. And bold. then just for the Cardinals, you know, in general, I mean, I don't think this is like a bold prediction because we saw what he was able to do last year. But Jack Flaherty, mm. I just think is only just can continue to go up from here. He's on another level. He puts it on his shirts. He puts locked in. And I don't know. It's just so fun to watch him pitch. Yeah. Because he truly is just locked in, and he changes into another person. Yes. You know, and it's so fun to watch. And I'm, I really do believe that we're watching someone at the beginning stages of becoming just a legend in baseball. Oh, man. I would hope so. That'd be nice. You still yeah. feuding with him over his I LeBron, am not over his LeBron him, comments? No, Jack, he's a Kobe guy. I'm a Kobe oh, guy. A five, but I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah. I like LeBron. He's very low. He's not Kobe. I'm just like, Jack, relax. And. But no, I, I had to eat crow last year because I did not expect Jack Flaherty to go on the run that he did in the second half of the season. Then again, I don't think anyone did, but no one. he was absolutely just lights out in the second oh, half. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see 
what this Cardinals rotation looks like now with him. It's a little, it's a little scary because it like, is. They, I, they keep, you know, throwing Carlos Martinez's mm-hmm. name out there. My whole thing with Carlos, I don't know if you guys follow him on Instagram, um, but he's been putting some of his workouts up. So the problem last year was that he was doing the wrong workouts and he wasn't fully you know, his shoulder wasn't fully prepared. Right. But it seems supposedly from what the Cardinals are putting out is that he's doing it the right way this time. He's so living in Florida, right? Yes. Yeah. So that he can be right there. He's checking into the facility supposedly around once a week and stuff like that. So interesting. You know, I mean he was great as a closer last year. And so I liked him as, you know, a closer. But I think Giovanni Gallegos uh-huh. will be a fantastic. He's another. Yes. He's like the under radar guy. Yeah. Like he's going to he's going to step into that role that Carlos is in. And he's going to do fantastic, I think. Yeah, it seems like that. And that was fun, too, watching the uh, the ebb and flow of that trade that happened with mm-hmm. people like, look at Luke Voigt smashing homers and he's from oh, here and blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of last season, Gallegos is like one of the best relievers in the yeah. entire league. So yeah. that is kind of a fun part. With Carlos, I want him, like, I have just disdain for somebody that's going to take time to comment and say he's a bad pitcher because he dyes his hair. Those kind of commenters. Oh yeah. So for part of me, I and I want Carlos is fun. He's been very good. He's got more potential than anybody on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's tough though because you just kind of you're always like, what's going on here? Like there's always it. There feels like there's something, but I want him to do so well because he could be their ace. And oh yeah, it always feels like there's a little something that's just not quite putting him into that mindset and our talent level. And I don't know what it is. Well, I think, you know, with athletes in general is that all athletes are talented, you know, obviously getting into that professional level, but some of them to get to that elite status, to get to that super elite status, they have to not just rely on their talents anymore. They have to put in that extra work and that extra mentality. And I hate saying that, but I think that you, yeah, that has to be it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all that's holding him back is just himself, really. I mean, because we all know that he's super talented. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's fantastic, you know, on the mound, especially when he's locked in doing what he needs to be doing, you know, training like he should, taking care of his shoulder. But it's like to get to that next level, that next step, it's going to be him working on becoming that elite status, that mentality, Mm -hmm. you know. So I hope he can do it, uh, Brooke. What a pleasure! Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 Appreciate yeah. it. Congratulations on all the the success as well, moving up and working hard over at KMOV with Doug and uh, the rest of your team. And good luck yeah. with the transition. I know that's going to be a lot more work for you, but I'm sure you welcome it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot, a lot more work. I mean, if you don't like seeing my face, sorry, you'll see it more. <laughs> like, ah, take that! <laughs> yeah. Hey, new face. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I can't wait to get hey, more of consistent those emails. Face. You should put that on your yeah. Chiron. Just go, new face. Hello. Yeah, welcome. yeah. So it's. It's all exciting, and I mean, I love being here in St. Louis and covering the teams. I mean, I feel truly blessed for the short time I've been here for everything I was been able to cover. I mean, it's once-in-a-lifetime opportunities right. for a lot of people. Well, hopefully there's more to come with that. And we've tweeted out all of Brooke's information. You all follow her for updates, all that good stuff, new projects, everything else. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Absolute yeah, blast. Quick reminder, we've got Comedy Thursday at Sophie's right here in Grand Center, 3224 Locust. Jack Daniels presents that. It's free. Stop by, 6 o'clock. Another great lineup this week. Schlafly specials, Jack Daniels specials. Stop by for free comedy every Thursday right here in Grand Center. Guys, Travis, Gardner. Yeah, one thing for the show tomorrow. Big music news that we're going to have to discuss probably to lead it all off. Oh, boy. I'll let you know. You guys don't even know what it is. I know. I will talk to you about it. What? 
What the hell? <laughs> We're just poking you. What I the hell? What the hell? <laughs> just... Brooke started it. Okay. Yeah, what hey, the... where'd he go? <laughs> Calm down. New so we've got face. big music. New face. <laughs> <laughs> we've got big music news tomorrow. Oh, huge. Huge new music news. Something I have a it. feeling it's something very personal to him. That's Arcade I'll Fire. give you a hint. No, no, no. It's not Arcade Fire. Neil Diamond. I'll give you a hint. Justin Bieber. No, not Bieber. Oh. That's pretty fun, right? Bennington and Bieber? Yeah. Oh, Rascal Flatts has come to St. Louis? Oh, I'm my not, God. No. Oh, God. Oh. Ever since their restaurant uh, didn't get opened, I didn't right, think they'd I'm show their face around I'm just going to read you the tweet. Anymore. Just read us a tweet. Two hours ago. Oh, no. They're not doing that at Bush Stadium. When Bush we Stadium started out, 20 years ago, oh we could not imagine all of the people, places, and gifts we would encounter oh as we head out on the Rascal Flats farewell. Oh, wow. Life is a highway tour. There is no sadness, just new chapters, new journeys, and new beginnings. Rascal Flats. A goodbye tour? Calling it quits. Just like the rest. No! The- <laughs> Like like basically, the, the official group of this show, Rascal uh, Flats. Okay, you grew up in Nashville. Please tell me you don't have any sort of affinity for this Rascal Flats business. No, not really. <laughs> I think you do. Sorry, no. sorry that you don't like the car soundtrack. I guess. I mean, I guess. It, <laughs> I guess it's pretty good. I mean, I don't know. It's, We're gonna it's, have to talk, Brooke. This is yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this with something controversial. I I'm, I'm not a big fan of country music. <gasps> oh, that is. <laughs> did you, did you, did you, did you see a that? Mic drop? Wow! Yeah. Wow! That, that was. Uh, wait, one more time into the. T- <laughs> to the mic drop. There's a mic drop. There it is. Right. Okay, yeah. Gardner. Well, congratulations on the mic drop. Brooke yes. Grimsley does not like country music. Good God! You heard it here first. <laughs> We're back live tomorrow at 8 a.m. with more Rascal Flats news. We'll see you then. Peace.